Hey guys, welcome back to Phoenix Podcast with me, Lou. And me, Jamie. Cue the, the jingle! jingle! Hey up, kid! Welcome to the last episode this year of the Phoenix Podcast. Coming to you straight from Discord, where we can't be in each other's houses because of the lockdown. How you doing, Lou? Alright, are you, Jay? Well, sure. <laughs> as good as it can be. <laughs> we've got some good stuff on today, though. We've got, we've got two, two members of the Easy's in to, to chat to us about their new records. Um, gosh, uh, and then we've got, uh, we've got loads of news, actually. Let's, let's jump straight into it, actually, Lou. Here, here is the Phoenix scoop. <laughs> yeah, guys, so uh, Phoenix has been up to loads since we've done our last podcast, which uh, obviously is brought to you a bit late for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> we've, uh, we've, we've actually released a whole bunch of artists in the past uh, past month or and a half, really. We've got the Underdrugs. They, they released not only a single, but a whole EP. You had to listen to them, Lou. Uh I haven't actually, no. I oh, you're terrible. Every time I, I tell you, how oh, do I say no? Busy guy. What, what can I say? What were you, how are we supposed to convince other people to listen to him? You can't even listen to it yourself. Listen no, to I've it listened right to the after easies. this interview, Lou. <laughs> I've listened to the easies. I have, yeah. Well, we're, get, we're getting on to them, mate. We're getting on to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so the Underdogs, yeah, they released a yeah, four-track EP. It's, it's really good, actually. And then um, Pretty Secret, next, to, to lay that. Uh, they're marked down on the Phoenix Hall of Fame, and uh, and and wow, you know we've uh, is that? Please tell me you've listened to Pretty Secret. A little. I I listened to the preview. Oh, Lou, Lou, what are you doing? This whole segment. Okay, right, we'll go to what you have to then. The Easies, our third artist. Who's well, actually fourth technically after after good old. Anna. We'll come back. We'll come back to Shades in a minute. The Easies. How, how are you doing with the Easies? Have you listened to them? I've listened to them, yes. A single, the only one. What do you think about it? I love it. You love it? Really? Well, I tell love me some more about it. it. You have the stress. <laughs> I, I, I just love the indie vibe from it, like the rock kind of. Yeah. I just, I, I like that kind of music in general, so it's ace. Yeah. I think, I think the mixing quality is good as well. Yeah, I think, I think everybody who's been involved has just been just absolutely amazing in Phoenix this year. Yeah, uh, we, have to give out some, we have to give out some massive thanks to the whole production crew and just everybody involved. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's done a great job. Exactly. Well, guys, this is unfortunately going to be our last ever episode of the podcast, and so we just want to we just want to give out a big thanks from me and Lou to everybody who's you know stayed tuned and listened in. So, guys, I have the uh, the easies in the studio with me today. I'd like to introduce Daryl and Martin. How's it going? How you doing? All right. So, you guys have got a new single yeah, good, out. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, we've um, released it on 10th of May, just a couple of days ago, and uh, it's called The Only One, and we recorded it with Phoenix uh, Records, went down to the studio, had it all um, boxed off in one weekend, and luckily we're right before lockdown as well, so we've uh, managed to bust that out. Uh, that's great. How have you guys been doing in lockdown? It's okay, really. I mean, we can't complain. There's a lot of people on the front line, uh, nurses and stuff, so I really I honestly couldn't feel like I could complain about this, but it is a bit boring at times <laughs> kind of go out anywhere you know but um yeah yeah we're doing all right we're, we're still uh, working together we're still putting ideas out there together individually and put, bringing them together in a group chat so oh, we're still good. productive there's just nothing you know, any more like getting together 
Yeah, yeah, we've uh, released one for a compilation album for the venue Pilgrim's Pit. They were trying to raise some money for some stolen equipment right before lockdown sort of hit. I heard about that. Um, yeah, yeah, so they've, that, I can't remember the date that was out now, but our song was featured on there, um, and it's called Domino. I almost forgot then. Um, and we actually did that remotely completely. Uh, everyone put the parts to it individually. We had a bit of a challenge with the drums because it was just hard to, to kind of get drums across recorded properly. But we managed to get there in the end. Um, and it's a bit strange, a bit different to what we usually do, to be fair, because we're a bit more a bit more isolated. We couldn't really get ideas bounced off each other as easily as we usually do. But it, it came together nicely. And uh, we managed to get, get it mastered and stuff. And yeah, it was all right. It turned out well, didn't it, Martin? Yeah, it was all right, mate. I mean, uh, I'm definitely happy with it. And I know uh, you lads are too. So as long as we're happy and everybody's enjoying what we do, then that's that's fine by us. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, guys. So, um, yeah, so that's that's new stuff you've been working on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the experience you've had at Phoenix Records? Well, we um, we were approached initially just to... I mean, we didn't really know what to expect, really, because we've, we've only been together since um, the beginning of last year, so we haven't really thought about any kind of label interest or management or things like that just yet. Um, but we were approached. Um, we took it a stride, went down there, met up with, with some of the guys, um, had a chat, and just thought, you know, we've got nothing to lose. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've got some friends that were on Phoenix Records a couple of years ago. There's a band called King Cooler. It ran with a few different um, management heads, and it's under, you know uh, handled by different people. But um, yeah, we we were excited by the idea, the prospect of recording in a proper studio as well. And they've been more than fair with the creative side. You know, it's like basically you bring a track, we'll record it for you, we'll release it for you, and everything's handled on a professional way. It's been really nice to have that kind of leadership on it. Whereas before that, we've just done ourselves. Um, our management side of things it is challenging it's a lot of hard work so it's nice to have a bit of that pressure taken off yeah um phoenix records we, we pride ourselves in in sort of helping um you know bands sort of start out if you like um is there anything you want to yeah. say to the people who record you and, and stuff um say to the people who record is all people who will be looking to record with phoenix in the future both oh well um the people that Works at Phoenix that have helped along the way. They've been really professional. I mean, really massive amounts of kind of uh, gratitude when it comes down to the way we've worked and how efficient it's all been. And that's also mirrored in the same way people are looking to record with Phoenix in the future. It's simple, straightforward. There's no crazy jargon. You know, the contract that we actually signed up for, that was easy enough to understand as well. A lot of these things, you can feel like you've been hoodwinked a little bit, especially there's a lot of suspicion from artists and musicians about record labels. And um, I think we faced by that, didn't we, Martin, initially? We were thinking, yeah, we did. Look, what does it mean? <laughs> Naturally, that's the first place you go to as a musician, because you think, I'm going to get screwed over here. Is it going to yeah. be awkward? Is it, it going to be a tricky conversation? And I think the first interaction we had with the guys at Phoenix was a bit like that. We were not suspicious so much. We were more wary. Um, I know, Ben's a bit suspicious fellow, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dodgy <laughs> no but we didn't need this all <laughs> yeah, these, these guys these guys really made us feel comfortable and um, yeah there was no reason to be suspicious whatsoever it's just as soon as we went to that first interaction the ice was broken and, and it set us up for a really pleasant interaction with all the guys they were um, they were quite open as well with the production quite a lot of input with that didn't we where um, yeah. some, some people would be a bit bit more stubborn but the lads are open to ideas willing to try different That's ways. It. If we suggest something for the mix, they'll try it, send us over, see what we think. If we like it, we keep it. If we don't, we change it. Yeah. Um, but no, they're really, uh, 
really malleable, I think the word is, when it came to yeah. getting final sound together. That's yeah, good. That's awesome. At least you guys are happy as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think that makes a massive difference as well. So I've got a few questions for you as a band. What was your guys' influence? Was there anyone in specifically who influenced your sound? Or what? who influences you as an individual? Well, we've been, it's funny you should ask that because we've been playing around with the idea of some covers today. Uh, in the group chat, I just chatted about, you know, whether we should take a new song, rework it as our sound, or whether we should take an older song from the 80s or 90s and kind of do it justice. And that made it clear that all four of us have got really unique and individual influences. <laughs> so yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, to put the side, we had some ideas around like a cheesy 80s tune, which turned into a bit of a rockier number. Uh, but I can only speak for myself on my influences, and it, it varies, it really does. I mean, I got into all, all my 70s rock stuff when I was younger, uh, 60s, um, mod stuff like Small Faces, um, the Who stuff like that. But as time's gone on, I've just absorbed everything I can musically. I think one of my strongest influences is potentially uh, from a songwriting point of view. I would uh, I would probably say it's uh, around the alternative 90s rock scene, like the, the Goo Goo Dolls, um, just just bands of that kind of that kind of sound. I think it's because I grew up in that era. Mark grew up in the 90s too, but went slightly different way. I'll let you elaborate on that. One. Yeah, well, I've always been big on the Manchester scene. Um, in terms of influences, really, uh, John Squire, Johnny Moore, things like that. Um, pretty straightforward, really. But I just, I just think, as far as my guitar playing is concerned, I take a lot of influence from that side of things. Yeah, it does show as well. Yeah. So, with with that answered, what kind of process would you guys use when writing a song? Would you jam, or do you sit down and try make a song structure? How does it work? We've, changed we've done a bit of everything, really, haven't we? Yeah. Um, mm. But a lot, a lot of the time, we, we'll have uh, one of the lads, whether it be myself or Daryl, or even like when Dean's come in, he's had an idea. I think we've had a few ideas off Jess as well on drums, haven't we? In the yeah, past, there is. yeah. Um, he, but no, we're just having an initial idea, um, and then we'll send a recording out on the group chat, and each of us will just see what we can do with it, send it back, and mm. I mean, we, we haven't got. Obviously, studios in our own home, but with modern technology these days, you can do pretty much anything on a phone. So yeah. you can get a pretty decent demo together like on your phone and you share it. For an yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it always sounds different as well. Whenever we've got ideas remotely, it's even before lockdown. If we'd send over some tracks that we've been working on on individual software, as soon as we bring those ideas to the rehearsal space and start writing it as, as one unit, it'll literally take more of a I can't think of the right term for it, but the more of a rockier, edgy feel to it. I think that's because of Jess. Jess has got a big rock feel on the drums. He's, he's a big drummer. He's got a big sound. So you, you could you could put any kind of drums in there, program them, and it could sound like a simple beat. Jess will turn it into a bloody musical. <laughs> drums. So is he is he one of the drummers you can play quietly, or do you have to go in a different room? To he can. It, no, he can. He, he can play a little bit. When we're trying to have a chat and trying to organise structure, um, he, he certainly enjoys playing around with his ideas uh, but he's the kind of drummer that'll, that'll put it together in his head first and then put it to the track after which is massively helpful to us because you wouldn't have someone in the background just smashing the skins while we're trying to work something out he actually holds back quite a lot um, but I don't think he, he's always got the capability of being a drummer to set his kit up at home and start smashing a drum, drum kit apart so he'll always utilise the space when we ride together and I think that's where a lot of his creative side comes out um, 
because he's got all these ideas built up in his head as a drummer. He knows what it's going to hit, he knows how it's going to sound. And, the, and then at the practice space, he can unleash. Uh, whereas me, Martin, Dean can, can get our part sorted at home instead. Nice, okay. Brilliant. Okay. So, so how did your guy, you guys come up with the name of the band and, and where did you meet? Because it, it's not, it's not a you know, particularly common name, is it? I mean, it's got no. weird letters in it. <laughs> well, it, it meant it, it didn't mean anything to me up until about three or four months ago that Mark spilled the beans on it. So, Mark, I'll let you. I knew this was like... going to come out, mate. I knew this was going to come out. <laughs> no shit. Uh, well, we were we were looking for names for for the band. We went through quite a few. Um, none that I'm willing to repeat. But um, no, I mean I'm a big Sabian fan, and um, it's basically named after what their fans start chanting at the start of one of their songs, which is easy. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's where that, that idea came from. It's obviously not spelt the same as their song, but that's where the idea came from. That's yeah, cool. I'm, I'm I'm glad it's that because if we'd have, I mean, we used to have the accent over the Z, and we dropped it recently because it was getting difficult to search for us on some some streaming platforms. We are in the process of changing that officially. Oh, you dropped but, it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, we dropped it, and there's, there's a pretty good reason why. Because we when we've had interviews like this in the past, and we chatted about the name. We've had to explain that in, I'm probably going to trip myself up here, it's either, I think it's Lithuanian, it actually directly translates to hedgehog, with the, <laughs> <laughs> with the accent over the Z, so you, I can't tell you, <laughs> I can't tell you how relieved I was. Or the word with the Z? With the Z, with the Z and the, the accent over the Z, easies, it translates to hedgehog. Wow, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Lithuanian, but I tell you, the relief I felt when Mark told me the real name of it, I was like, you know what, that will run with that in interviews because that is so much more better. That's more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cooler as well. <laughs> it's a Sabian song. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like put that in the put that in the podcast. You know, I'm not forced, but it's it's definitely it's definitely a funny story. <laughs> Wow. I think you're under some yeah. you know, idea about what we do or do not keep in the podcast. <laughs> well, this is it. I don't know what gets edited. If it's all in there, then whack it in and it's all good. <laughs> so are you guys planning for an album uh, within the next year or so? Or We've been looking at it originally. Um, when we first joined, it was formed as a free piece, because there was three of us at first, uh, up until about January this year. And then um, we got the guy in on 17. And basically, we were looking at an EP last year we were looking at getting three or four tracks together and um, getting them recorded and releasing them all together but we've also had a look at the market and what other people are doing and we think from past experience in other bands as well we've released EPs and it's all your material in one go so it's all one big push of your music and then you've to, to text once with recordings it's all out there so we feel like singles are going to be the way we move forward at least until the next year or two uh, there could be an EP over the course of the time, but we reckon an album's way off in the, in the future. I think we want to get some kind of uh, look at some management or potentially, you know, a different way of approaching it rather than just getting all our songs together, releasing an album and having no more material for another year and have to get back to the drawing board of writing. So yeah. singles is definitely something we're looking more at. I think it's good a good approach for you because... With streaming services these days, music is just so disposable. So at least your audience will have something to look out for quite regularly. Yeah, and it's, uh, it means that there's, there's something every few few months or so where a new song will come out, and it's building that fan base as well. Um, I don't know if you could 
in this current climate of streaming and stuff, and it's all changed in the last 20 years, but I do think you could get away with um, releasing an album with the fan base that we've currently got. There has to be looking into the tens to tens of thousands before we start well, getting maybe getting guys, a full album. If you, want, if you want an album, let's, uh, let's get some comments on this on this podcast, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Like do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're, we're definitely up for any kind of um, interest from, from management at the moment. We're looking around, we're scooping around um, because we want to break out of the Stoke scene as well. We've done a few gigs about in Stafford and uh, we've done a festival last year that was middle of nowhere, I think, Mark wants it. What was it called? Um, I'm not sure what the place was called itself. It was in a place called Hickson, though, wasn't it? It was pretty cool actually. We played on the back of the tractor. It was like a some some festival fundraising for a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was we, the tractor moving? <laughs> no, no. Well, we'll do, it basically was where we were playing. Truly amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. On the back of the trailer we were on, and Jess, I turned around every now and again, and Jess was inching closer and closer to the edge. So I think <laughs> if we'd have played another three or four songs, he would have ended up <laughs> behind the trailer. So, yeah, it was it was a bit hitting, uh, it's a, it's a mess with the, the way we felt on the stage. It wasn't that comfortable. But it was a good set, actually. We, we played two gigs in one, one day that on those festivals so it's decent but we definitely want to break out of Stoke we want to get into Manchester um, hit, hit the scene in Birmingham we made some good friends called the Shoebills um, that play in Birmingham so we're hopefully getting down there when all this lockdown craziness has stopped oh hopefully yeah so just, just one final question so we don't take up all of you guys' day That's um, what's, what's, what's the future of the Yeezys guys tell us what, what's, what's, the, what's the future plans are you doing anything during the lockdown we, we're looking um we were looking at potentially getting some kind of um, streaming set list together to do together. You know, some bands have been putting stuff on Facebook Live and they've been getting like um, the four windows at the you know on the screen. But it's just so challenging with the drums. I mean, we can't get a very good drum sound for it. Um, so we're going to hold off on that, I think, uh, especially with the news that it could be left in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. But future-wise, we are absolutely going to try and stick to our commitments for gigs this year if we're allowed um, and we've got the single this month which is going to be announced by Phoenix I think in due course can't really say too much about it at the moment uh, we don't know what we're allowed to say or not <laughs> but um, there's going to be another single in the summer and then one in September too so we've got quite a lot coming out this year quite a lot of music is going to be released um, and I think the main thing at the moment is just making sure we're all staying mentally healthy because it's pretty crazy and something a lot of people can be left a bit isolated during this. And I think as a band, we, we really fill that space together and keep cheering each other up. So we just want to keep that close-knit unity in the band. And then we can hit it hard once we come back. Got a lot of practice to do, haven't we, Mart? <laughs> yeah, getting a bit rusty, <laughs> mate. <most> the songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so guys, on, on behalf of Phoenix, I just want to thank you for, for being part of our, you know, our company this year and, and we, we you know, hope to see good things for you in the future well thanks very much appreciate that thanks so much for having us as well cheers, it's a pleasure thanks guys no worries thanks. cheers guys thank you cue the jingle, jingle!